Here it is again. One more again. What is that from? One more again. One more again. Wait, no, wait. I do know what that is. Yeah, what is that? Is that from a game or something? Or a movie? Or... Well, maybe I'm just thinking the the DJ Khaled thing is another one. Okay. Isn't that a comedian? I feel like a comedian makes fun of DJ Khaled and says something like one more again or some shit like that. Maybe. I don't know. It almost um, feels like a Tom Segura joke, but... It does kind of sound like... Or like a ad lib from like an old like two ps2 like yeah like def jam fight for new york or <laughs> something like that you see that they freaking play that game at like dude at like i FGC? saw that um well max was playing it i think last year like he did like a whole series on it and then yeah i think this year they played it at like ceo and yeah like i saw like like they like had that. full like casters and everything yeah i know it's fucking wild for fucking def what, jam what dude. a weird it's like I, I expect the anime games or, you know, these other like kind of like, like dive kick and stuff. Yeah. But I don't, I don't expect that. I mean, I get it. It makes sense. I mean, it's, I mean, popular it's, a, game but it's a very fun game. I actually never really played Jeff jam, but like what's next, you know, like some other, like freaking what's that clay one in the N64, like clay oh, fighter God. or it's like, isn't it like clay fighter or something? Yeah. Like clay fighter. Or like, you know, Dude, how you can know we they're going to be the fucking war for the monsters, man. Or like freaking, uh, what's it? What's the Royal, um, not royal something rocks something rocks roxy something rumble oh, roses thing? rumble roses or something oh rumble roses i've never heard of that i think it's just a bunch of like doa girls it's gonna be primal something. rage for sure primal rage oh, primal like rage yeah, where's that at dude i'm telling you man primal rage was the shit i love playing that game that game probably a game probably has some like deep tech that we just don't know about that nobody knows about like you know I'm beast, sure one beast of the cancels is, like buses as fuck and nobody else plays anybody but that character like you use the beetle guy and like you like you do a yeah. upper uppercut and you beast can't beast cancel into something else or something hey man yeah oh but hey God. this is check the vending machines a weekly pop culture podcast on the internet where two best friends come together to talk about pop culture stuff i'm jason that's zach what's going on man jason it's a week it's a week for me today's a big day we're doing uh in my facebook group uh my fighting game facebook group they're officially holding a tournament for Street Fighter Six. Round one for me is happening today. So, oh man, damn! I have to put in some work. Do you know who you're playing? Yeah, um, I don't know him like no, yeah, yeah. Like physically no, but yeah, yeah, I know the guy. Um, and so I know he's gonna be free sometime this afternoon. So we're gonna get together. The best of three. Oh wow, so short. All I need is a T-shirt that says, "Please God, don't let me go." Oh, and two please so you're gonna get bodied i don't want to get bodied if i can at least get a game i'll go one and one or one and two that's fine yeah but i don't yeah. don't let me go oh and two please yeah please, you don't God. want you don't want to go in there and get downloaded god i hope not i mean i was I'm, looking i was in a lobby with some of the other guys that were going to be in the tournament on friday we were just like running sets for like i feel like we were running them for like probably like two or three hours like we were just like going back and forth and shit um and it was a good time, but um, they were definitely like. I mean, one of the guys is like he's got like five fucking characters at like platinum. Oh, I'm man. sitting here with like my fucking silver Manon and no other character I've even like put in enough matches to like have a rank with them. Yeah, I'm like yeah. this is cool guys. Well, that's that. That's that generational knowledge. Oh yeah, for sure, man. That's that, like, hey, I I've been good at these games and I put effort in. I've been putting effort in for years. like the past three games. Yeah. Yeah, or even like depending on how old the person is, like before, like I, I was playing, I was playing MVC two in the arcade, and like I yeah. took it more seriously than all my friends did. 
because you know and quarters man this is serious business man i mean like, remember i remember telling the story about how playing around the arcades was like you could either or no i think it was mike actually where it was like playing arcades you could either play in the arcade or you could have lunch so yeah oh, yeah yeah but I, but like i i do think that we're at the we are the tail end of the arcade generation where they were oh, already sure. they're already like I mean, maybe also just location too. I mean, I remember being a kid and living in Japan and like living in mm-hmm. Tokyo and like going to like the Sega house, like the Sega building and the Sega arcade and like going to these arcades and like oh, seeing, yeah. seeing lines of people playing fighting games, but never once ever having a desire to ever step up because I, one, I didn't mm. know what I was doing, but two, because like, why would I play that when time crisis is right there? Dude, time crisis, man. Holy. Or like the freaking police simulator game or house of the dead. Yeah, well, yeah, I didn't I didn't play House of the Dead that much, but you know, stuff right. like that. Like, why would I play? Why would I play a uh, freaking that uh, KOF? Third um, Strike? No, 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 no. What's the virtual? Why would I play Virtual oh, Fighter if I could just go play Time Crisis or whatever? True. Pod Racer, Star Wars Pod Racer. Why would I play? Oh, dude, that fucking arcade scene, arcade machine was fucking a wild. Yeah, it was then. insane. It's insane, yeah. man. Uh, but. While you were doing that, and no, I hope you hope the best of luck for you. I hope you don't get downloaded or bodied or whatever whatever FGC term we can use. Um, I was watching this last weekend. I found a good copy. I'll say that as a legal way. I okay. found a good copy of a thirty-five millimeter scan of Jurassic Park. Oh which shit! Which is the um, namesake of the podcast. It is. And I watched that on a 35 millimeter scan and it was amazing. I, I would love to watch that. A 35 millimeter. It, it, I can send it to you. It looks, it looks killer. It looks so I good. Mean, I'd and watch like, it if you send it to me for sure. Yeah. I, I could send it to you or I could find the, find the way to, to send it to you. Yeah. Um, it's like a real, it, it is the best way to watch a movie like that. That was shot on film or, you know, yeah. whatever. But then, not messed with as much as a blu-ray cut or a 4k right, cut yeah. you know so it has the grain but it looks like there's so much 4k um quote-unquote restorations mm-hmm. that are really just anti-grain right and like anti-film grain and i'm like pro film grain some movies i think could uh, a lot of movies, movies look, good. look really really good with the film grain on them but also just the nostalgia aspect of like this is how you would have seen this movie yeah. in the theater in 1993 or mm-hmm. whatever. Not that that's how I saw it. I saw it on a VHS tape. But to say I had my VHS copy. That's how I saw it. Yeah, I was I was small. I definitely didn't see it in theaters because it came out the year I was born. So yeah, I, I saw it on a VHS tape or something on a CRT, like you know, yeah. years later or whatever. But yeah, it was, it was that's what I, I did. That's the highlight of my last week watching oh, that. Um, and here we are once again. We tried to record last week. It didn't work out. Dude, it was that was some rough shit. It's never been that bad before. But. No, we, we, we tried multiple times. The recording just kept getting <laughs> messed up because of buffering. But we did see Indiana Jones. We did. And I figured we'd just say our brief thoughts on the movie real fast. Zach, what do you think about Indiana Jones Dial of Destiny? It's too long. It was good. It was okay, but it was too long. Yeah, uh, I think that it shouldn't have been made. Yeah, that's it. Fair. Adds it adds nothing to the legacy. All does is did detract. you watch um, Red Letter Media's 
Mm-mm. video about it? I started it, but I didn't finish it. Mike was Mike's biggest complaint was basically like everything took too fucking long. Yeah. He also didn't like, and I'd forgotten about that actually. One, I'd forgotten about de-aged Harrison Ford at the beginning of the movie, but I also forgotten. Yeah, that scene was like thirty-five minutes. Yeah, how fucking long that scene was. How'd you it's forget like a that? Order of the fucking movie. Yeah. That scene so was long. so long, and then like, I just, I, uh, this is my big problem with Which these kind of movies. To, it could have been shortened. By like oh sure, an hour. This is my biggest problem great. with these movies of like you know calling back to um or bringing back franchise stuff. Yeah. For the money grab is that like none of them add to the legacy of what was made. Yeah. All they do or or bring something new or interesting or even even of the same quality as what was made previously. Um, and that's not even nostalgic because I don't have nostalgic feelings for Indiana Jones at all. I, I I watched them when I was a kid, but I never was like a huge, yeah, a humongous fan of them. I preferred the Mummy, uh, which I said before. I said on that attempted recording too. I think the Mummy's I a did. better. I think the Mummy's a better version of Indiana Jones with Brendan Fraser. Those first two movies, um, and I would yeah. rather watch either one of those two over Raiders or um, Temple of Doom and India. Just, that's me. Yeah, but like it's like uh, um, any of those movies. They don't really do. They don't to me. They don't add to the legacy of those two those three yeah. movies no what's well, yeah it's like crystal skull and this movie are both just like they feel like unnecessary add-ons i feel like i need to watch crystal skull again because then they were giving like the first half of crystal skull a lot of pr- praise mm-hmm. like the first half was like pretty good and then once they get to like the fucking jungler or whatever that's yeah. the shit like goes downhill i think the but i don't I mean, remember any of it being that good so i think the movie itself has fine parts it's just that there's it never comes up to reach the previous movie yeah. so why even make the movie right like if you can't match it in something yeah i guess yeah. obviously you're you don't know that it's not going to do that well until you're when you're making it obviously right you don't know the reception so i, I get i get that but um and the, at the end result, it doesn't really add anything to the Indiana Jones legacy. And what, yeah. and then what they did build them that they completely tore down in this one. Yeah, I was about to say, anything yeah. that was in Crystal Skull was completely like... I mean, it was the fucking uh, Rise of the Skywalker problem with Last Jedi, which is like... Obviously, Last Jedi has a lot of problems that we've discussed in the podcast before, but then you get to like Rise of Skywalker... And it's like, okay, well, anything that was even hinted at in Last Jedi, fuck that. We're just yeah. fucking tearing it all down. And it's like, well, from an emotional standpoint, I enjoy that because, like, fuck a lot of the stuff that Last Jedi did. But from, like, a narrative world-building aspect, it's like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, this is so fucking messy. Yeah. You're going to, like, do stuff and then take it away and then we're going to take away stuff that took away other – I don't know. It all gets very confusing and like does not lead to like a cohesive like narrative world that you're trying to like build. Yeah, and it's it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I mean, it's just kind of a kind of a whatever movie. I don't yeah. think it was terrible, but it was so much of it was so like we're gonna introduce these characters and they're gonna be very surface level, and they're not gonna have any other things to do but be set pieces yeah. and kind of boring. Um I kinda wish they'd gone down in dial i wish they'd gone down the crystal skull route which was and i get it like 
time travel so you can bring the Nazis back, but I'm kind of sick of like Nazis being in like three quarters of the fucking Indiana Jones movies. Well, that, I get that's, it. He's that's like become 19. like his main thing. Yeah, it's his main bad guy is taking on the Nazis, even when it doesn't really make any sense for him to be taking on Nazis, like in fucking 1969. You could have picked anyone else. Yeah, to have an interesting story. That's what I'm saying. Logo. That's like the one thing I like about Crystal Skull is it's like, all right, well, at least it's like moving on. There's an actual like progression of time of like, okay, so the big bad of like the fucking 50s and 60s in that era or whatever. Yeah is the russians the so russians, yeah. that makes sense that like okay so that's your big bad for this movie like keeping up with the times but to keep up with the times in 1969 and be like all right well we're gonna go back to nazis again yeah 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 it could have been like indie like running through vietnam or something yeah i don't <laughs> know. know could have done something with it yeah but uh we're not, we're not talking about indiana jones and dial destiny today no, we're not. We are talking about um, something we never, we never talked about before as its own topic. Yeah. Um, and I'm curious to hear, Zach, what you've uh, chosen mm-hmm. for this topic. But we are talking about mandatory summer movies. Now, yes. I, I had this idea just because in just the broadest sense, just the, the words c- come together and sound interesting. But I'm curious to know how you, uh, we both made a list of five yeah, of our top five uh, mandatory summer flicks. And mm-hmm. I'm curious to know what your criteria was for that. <clears throat> My criteria was thinking about it was like, part of it was like movies that kind of like evoke the summer season a little bit. There's a, there's definitely a couple on my list, but I definitely thought of like, Movies for me that I was thinking about were movies that were like, I don't know. I feel like it's stuff that like when I would come home from summer vacation after school, like these are the type of movies that I would be like popping on, like you know right. during the day or like just watching on the weekend. So it's not even necessarily. So the, cause this is where I kind of was wondering too. I, I didn't want to text you because I wanted to, to see where you went with this. Yeah. So are you saying necessarily it's like movies that you've connected to summer or movies yes. that actually exhibit a summer? I feel like it, my list was more of movies that I've connected to summer. Okay, cool. There are definitely some that exhibit summer, but for me, my specific criteria was like, I feel like this is like a summer movie Sure. for me. Some I of those can... might be considered blockbusters. Okay, but Sure. I completely get that because I mostly approach this as mostly as movies that were about summer mm-hmm. and not because I necessarily didn't think that like I definitely have movies that I associate with the summer season that are not necessarily summer movies. Yeah. Like an example of that is a movie called Ski School, which okay. is about uh, a ski school. It's like it's like Revenge of the Nerds, but it's a ski place or like it's like animal house but at a ski lodge so very clearly not summer yeah but it, it evokes to me very summer-esque stuff okay you know max keeble dude to me is a, a very big summer movie that but it's not even really a summer movie it's just like a very no i mean movie. it takes place during school so school year yeah but it has like a very like 
It does have a summer feel to it. Very summery looking movie. It's bright. It's colorful. Um, It is leading up to. It's leading up to summer vacation, isn't it? I honestly don't remember. I feel like it was. But even something like Rad, which is a movie that I love, to me, like I don't even think they ever really say what time period it is. I don't even know if he's in school anymore. I think he might have graduated high school or something. I don't think he's he's in school and his mom's like whatever. But yeah. they never really talk about school. It just they mention it in passing. But like to right. me, like the whole point of that movie is like sunny days, BMX. To me, that's like kind of summer. Yeah. Um. But primarily, my list of five is movies that are actually like based in the summer season. Um, yeah. Kind of thing. Um. So I'm curious to hear what you got, man. All right. Do you want to? Do you have any runner-ups, or do you want do you want to go straight into your list? Um, I don't really have any like honorable mentions. Uh, really, I had a joke answer at first last night when I was making the list, and then I took it off. But really, what was your joke answer? High School Musical two. Oh, my wife would have picked that. Yeah, that's. I mean, it's the most summer movie I could think of at that point. I was like, I mean, it's literally like they're on summer vacation. Yeah, so. my wife would have picked that. But last night we watched um, Camp Rock. Oh, yeah, that's very summers too. Yeah. Yeah. Last night I pretty much just watched all summer all Disney camp summer movies. movies. Not not Disney, but just all summer movies. Yeah. Um, one of them was gonna be on my list, but it didn't make it, which was Heavyweights. I don't think I've heard of that. It's a uh, mid nineties. Mm-hmm. Uh, summer camp movie about a fat camp. Um, okay, and it has Keenan Thompson and Ben Stiller and Jerry Stiller and Ben Stiller and Jerry Stiller's wife and mom. <laughs> She's in it. Um, who else is in it? The one guy from all the Adam Sandler movies who's like not necessarily a famous person or at least not like an actor. It's the guy with like the brown hair. He's in so many of the, those nineties ones. Uh, Rob Schneider. No, 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 no. He, I don't know his name. That's how. That's, oh, I don't know his name. Just one of the guys from. He's Adam. a friend of his. He's, he's in a lot of movies. Out in, maybe okay. he's a writer. I don't know. But like, huh. he's in the movie too. But Heavyweights was definitely one of my runner-ups. But um, okay, Zach, what is your number five? I will say. No, hold, I hold on, real quick. These in like any particular order, but okay, cool. But I want, I want to add this real quick to, to before we start. Yeah. This to me. I think that if I went with the way you made your list, my list would be pretty predictable. I chose not to put, put Back to the Future on my list because that's clearly a summer movie. Um, I did not put Back to the Future on my list. Because so. if I did any list we did, that would probably be on it. So there's yeah. no point in me putting it on. But I chose not to go to go more with the summer actual season movies mm-hmm. just because there's so many action flicks I could pick that would make sense to me to be in yeah. the summer movie list. Um, but to me, summer... I don't know how you feel, but to me, the like school season summer mm-hmm. was so was so efficient for my movie binging yes. uh, experience. That, oh, dude, I that, watched so many movies over the summer. Yeah, it became essential for me to like discover new stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, not that I wasn't doing it during the school years, but something about especially being a young kid yeah. and having access to a TV all the time. And then a blockbuster like multiple times a week because my dad was like, okay, we'll just do this instead of you go and like doing whatever dumb other dumb kid stuff. I'll just go rent these movies for you. So, so much of summer was me just, you know, 
blowing up tapes in my VCR and DVD yeah. player. So to me, this is a huge, like, huge nostalgic part of my life that I very much miss. Oh, yeah. No, I feel you. Okay. Yeah, summer for me is, yeah. I mean, it definitely was that. I mean, definitely, summer for me was, I mean, it's when you had the most free time. And so for me, especially, like, middle school to, like, early high school era, that was, like, the, all the movies that I'd, like, built up on our DVR that I'd, yeah. like, seen in passing on TV. And it's like, all right, time to bang out this shit. At what point so. did your summers get replaced with the anime? I think I remember the specific. It, it was I really didn't even really start like watching anime until I started hanging out with like Keelan. So, Who's I don't think I actually got like full force into anime until like I think it was like freshman year, maybe. Mm, wow, or eighth grade, one of the two. And never, never looked back. Actually, I did look back for a while. I actually didn't get back into anime again until I think it was like. It was when I was in Myrtle Beach. I don't remember what happened, but... Um, in college, you were a big fan of some stuff. I watched a couple of things. Like, it was, like, in college was when I, like... I, like, watched all of Maggie. And I think I rewatched like, Gundam Wing in college. Yeah. I think, was, like, I think in college, you were trying to not be yourself. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> You're trying to not be... what Not like what you like... I was definitely hiding what I liked. Yeah, yeah. I remember you were like, I remember. And then I, remember, I found out that people found out what I liked, and that they also liked that thing. And I was like, oh, yeah. I don't have to hide it. I remember one of our. I remember. I can't remember who it was. One of our friends was like, "You're." I think you were talking to a girl or something. I don't know. Or maybe you were. Maybe it was one of your ex girlfriends. I don't remember. Yeah. But they were like, "Have they? Have they seen your anime figs?" <laughs> and you're like, "No, I hit them." <laughs> I hit him. I hit him all. <laughs> you, you, what? Why would you? I get it. I get it. But like, yeah. I remember. Um, I, I'm like, I've always, always been very open. Yeah. It's like, if you don't like me, then this is what it is, dude. Fuck I've you. gotten to that point in my life now where it's just like, look, I'm just like, this is just who I am. I like. Yeah. I like this. If you don't like that, I like this. Listen, then if you don't like that, I like. If you don't get that, I ha- I have five tier three subscriptions to VTubers. Hey. Then, if you don't like you. the fact that I give out some super chat, and I've actually never given out a no, super no. chat to anybody. So, um, listen, I have a one-on-one direct message chain with <laughs> Charlotte, the VTuber, or whatever yeah. the fuck her name is. Hey, it's better than fucking just giving money to Amaranth all fucking day. So, hey, hey, one's real. Hey, <laughs> one's not. One's nice. One's not. <laughs> true. 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 All right, uh, Zach, number five. Your number five oh. mandatory summer movie. Man, mandatory summer movies for me. Number five for me. I know this probably wouldn't be on your list because I know of how you have felt about this particular actor okay. in recent years. Okay. But for me, Bad Boys Two. Oh no. I know. I know oh I know gosh. you would I know you would say this. It's a problem because I actually have two of his movies on my list. Oh my god. Because I feel like for a while. He was the king of like the summer movie. Like is he was the other one all... is the other one Focus? No, not Focus. <laughs> we'll get to the other one. Is it Hitch? No. Okay. Okay. I'll Hitch. stop. I'll stop guessing. So what? What about Bad Boys Two? Is so mandatory. I don't know. Well, me? I mean, first of all, it's in Miami, which already like is summer all year round. Basically, um, it's also just like it's a fun movie in general, and I feel like also part of like 
summer movies for me is just like the fun aspect of it like the kind of carefree uh you know just like ride by the seat of your pants do whatever you want and like bad boys too exemplifies that for me i don't know there's something about like mike lawrence and will smith together that's just like always fun and it brings out i don't know i think it is just miami in general also just brings out the like feeling of like summertime for me so i get that man i've um i don't think i've ever seen that movie I feel like we watched it on the pod, didn't we? I know we did. I know we did the first one. Did we wa- I thought we watched both of them. I don't remember if we did, but if I if we did, I thought do we it, were like fake leading up to Bad Boys Three or whatever, which we never watched. But I don't remember. I know we did the first one for sure. If we did, I know do we, the I, second, I remember we definitely did the first one. Yeah, but. if we did the second one, that was the first time I saw it, and I definitely didn't remember anything about it. The second one is the one where they're all they're like trying to take down like a drug kingpin. They go to like they don't go to Cuba. No, they are in Cuba. They got they end up going to Cuba at one fucking point. Okay. Like the climax of the movie is like the drug kingpin is like his hideouts in like in or maybe it's not Cuba, but it's like an a, a island off the coast of Florida. So they like fucking storm his complex his fucking drug mansion and Right. Yeah. Cause okay. then that's when they take like the whole chase through like they get in like Hummer and then the end of the movie they like end up in like a fucking like landmine area and like the mm. bad guy steps on a landmine and that's what kills him i get though that michael bay really made those movies very like shiny yeah i mean so michael I bay get... i feel like for me as far as a director goes is like the king of summer movies i feel like yeah i get that i get that completely why that movie would be on your list i mean i don't necessarily understand now why like as of this decade i guess. i i know uh, not even because of the Will Smith stuff, just because I I, I never I don't have an attraction to that movie. Oh, but yeah. I do feel I do feel like um, just that Michael Bay in general, man. But also, um, his name is Michael Lawrence, right? Or yeah, yeah, Michael Lawrence. I feel like that decade, that early part of the two thousands, like he had so many movies. He had a lot. He had a one. The, um, the Black Knight. Do you remember the Black Knight? He had the Black Knight. He had Big Mama's House. Yeah. That- for some reason, like my little brother was obsessed with, so I've seen Big Mama's House like way more times than I would care to admit. Um, but yeah, he had a he, bunch he of like, like movies it. like that. Yeah, in like the early, in the early two thousands, wasn't yeah. there another one that was like, oh god, he was partnered with like, was he in Barbershop or is that something else? I feel like he probably was in Barbershop. So I'm trying just, to I think of cute. like, I don't even care. I can't even remember how to spell fucking Lawrence. Wait, it is Mike Lawrence, isn't it? I don't know. You tell me. The search, the search, bad boys. Yeah, now I'm just gonna search bad boys. Oh, Martin Lawrence. Lawrence. Martin Lawrence. Yeah, the Lawrence part sounded right. Yes. Martin Lawrence. Yeah, Big Mama said obviously. Yeah, it was like, oh yeah, he was like, yeah, death of funeral. Yeah. Which is a remake. Yeah. Big Mama's House, Bad Boys, Bad Boys, National Security, Black Knight. What was the one? Oh, Blue Streak. That was the one I was thinking oh, of. Oh, there was that one, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he was, yeah, like the early, the late 90s, the early 2000s. Yeah, he had like a couple of like really, really big movies that I feel like, I don't know, somehow like they got like stuck in like the pop culture zeitgeist of like that era. But now it's kind of like went away. Like 
since he like the only time I remember really seeing him in anything was when he came back to like do Bad Boys Three. Yeah. And that was like, I mean, that was like a couple of years ago. That well, I mean, like it's the thing too, ago. where like he had like, he obviously did stand up, was obviously a very famous stand up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had a TV show. I believe the show was very popular. I'm pretty sure it was. I mean, that did was also movies. the era, yeah, where a lot of like comedians were just getting like TV shows. Then the movies, and then just his era was gone. Yeah. It's like Chris Tucker. Yeah, like Chris Tucker, um, Kevin, or not, uh, God damn it, what Kevin James? Same yeah, thing. Kevin James. Yeah, but those guys, Kevin James, Chris Rock, all those guys have, just have had extended careers because of the only reason they have careers anymore is because of Adam Sandler. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. They only ever show up in Adam Sandler movies now. I feel like Kevin James had like a stint a couple years ago where he was trying to do like more dramatic or like horror movie. I think he was like in a horror movie where he played like a Nazi or he was like an abusive dad or something like that. Oh, really? I can't remember what that movie's called. Here now. comes the boom. That's what it was. Oh, oh yeah. Here comes the boom, baby. That's what that's the horror movie you're talking about. That right? was that's... that, that was that fucking era where they were like, oh yeah, we can just make like UFC movies. People will watch this. I remember, um, in high school, I think maybe in college or high school, I can't remember what year it was, mm-hmm. but, um, our buddy Steven was like, yo, dude, when you want to go see, go and go to the theater and watch that new, um, that new um, fighting movie has Channing Tatum in it. He's, he's like fighting. Yeah. I, I can't remember what it's called though. I was like, I'm pretty sure it's called fighting. Yeah. Fighting. He's like, really? Yeah. I'm like dead serious. I'm pretty sure the movie's called fighting. Yeah. I'm, no, I'm not going to go pay eight seventeen or whatever it is to go watch Channing Tatum in a shitty movie called fighting. That was the one where he's like a street fighter, right? I, I don't know. I never saw it. Probably. I think so. I mean, was the movie. Probably. Hmm. But yeah. Nice, dude. Well, Bad Boys 2, man. Bad Boys 2. Nice. So, my, Jason, what's your uh, number five? My number five mandatory summer movie mm-hmm. is a movie that I love, and I saw when it came out, and no one liked it, and I saw it on TV, and no one liked it, and I remember recording it on VHS to, so I could watch it forever and ever and ever, and yeah. I think it was the first time I ever heard Trapped. Ooh, okay. And trapped. Headstrong? Uh, yeah, headstrong. I'm pretty sure headstrong. headstrong. I'm pretty sure oh, yeah. it was headstrong, if I remember correctly. Um hold on, I'm pulling up the soundtrack. It's definitely headstrong. That's the like soundtrack here's the soundtrack song. for the movie. 2003 Has Boom by POD. Oh shit. I'm just a kid, simple plan. Okay. It has um Trapped, These Walls, The Used, Less Than Jake. Jesus. Um so it has a lot of shine down. This is just an alternative early early two thousands alternative rock. So uh, this is a movie called Grind from two thousand three. I feel like I know this. So the premise is it it's like familiar. It's like four best friends. One of those friends is Adrian Brody, not Adrian Brody. Um, what's his name? Not Adrian Brody. Um, Adam Brody. Adam Brody. The last the, te- the detective boy. OC. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. OC guy. Yeah, Kid yeah. detective. Yeah, so it's him. He's one. He's like one of the best friends in the movie. But it's about four best friends who graduate high school, and they're all skaters. Oh, okay. And they're like, yo, dude, we want to like have one last hurrah as you know before college or life or whatever. Yeah. And we want to see if we can like make it big as like 
can we get noticed by the skateboard world? So they go road trip across as there's a bunch of like demos happening, skateboard pro demos happening across the country. And they like do like, yeah, go to this hotel and they like, no clean out the pool. And there's a skate skate sesh montage in the pool. And all this stupid shit of like early (laughs) 2000s, like X X games inspired, you know, extreme sports movie. Uh, And it's absolute trash, but it's a it's in a good trash. Like I love it. I mean, it's trash. I mean, they're, they're, just because it's in movies, trash doesn't mean it can't be enjoyable. There's there's good kind of trash, and it has like some like you know, it has like some cameos from like I think Bams in it. Oh shit! Other some other pro skaters, but it's such a stupid movie. But the concept, the concept is exactly what I love about summer movies, okay. which is like, it's the last hurrah, man. Yeah, we're here. It's four best friends. We all do the same thing. Mm-hmm. We all skate. Yeah. And we're going to go skate across the country with no rules. And we're all broke. And we're yeah. going to steal your mom's credit card or some other dumb stuff. That concept in a TV show is perfect. In a movie, something about it is enticing. And I'm willing to, I'm willing to give movies like that a chance. Yeah. And this movie is like critically panned. That's like a, yeah. t- it's a terrible movie. Like it didn't do well anywhere. But I think it's a cult following now okay because i bought a t-shirt a, bo- a bootleg shirt maker who makes pop culture shirts mm-hmm. like he like loves that he made a shirt for like like not even five months ago when i bought it i was like of course i'm gonna buy it yeah of course i'm gonna buy the grind shirt i bought the rad one i mean you have <laughs> I bought to the, it. i bought the airborne one and the johnny tsunami one of i mean johnny tsunami that's a that's a classic i'm just buying every every action sports movie from that time period <laughs> I, I like all you need Basically. is roller derby now that's what you need. I haven't seen it i don't I think i've it. actually seen it either i that's just know the, that that's the places. um that's the elliot page i think that's the LL ellen page movie which one i thought i thought hello cool j was in roller derby which one am i thinking about oh wait what am i thinking about then I thought that Roller Derby was an Elliot Page. Am Elliot I thinking of something Elliot else? Page, Elliot Page movie. I don't know. Now I'm looking up Roller. You're thinking Derby. of Rollerball. You're thinking of Whip It. I am thinking of Rollerball. Yeah, you're That's thinking of Rollerball. Whip It. Whip It. Yeah. Whip It. That's the yeah, Rollerball is a remake of an old, old '70s movie. Wait. Rollerball is a remake of with the movie by with James Caan. Oh shit! Yeah, yeah, it's a remake. I didn't realize that. It's a great movie. The original is a great movie. I've never seen the remake, but the original is 10 watched out of 10. The, remake. the original is a 10 out of 10. I just know it's like combat skating. Yeah. 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 And I was like, like, okay. Yeah. The original movie is like a really great, like sci-fi dystopian yeah. commentary on capitalism. I feel like that was all the rage, man. Those early. Absolutely. 70s. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, my number five is grind. If you like early two thousands to mid two thousands, rock music Ooh. on MTV TRL. Okay. You can uh pull up your baggy pants out of the out of the water that they're stepping in, and you can soak out the ends of them because because just the tips of your jeans are wet now. There you go. And you can take your fat Etnies skate shoes, your fat <laughs> Osiris sneakers you got from freaking Journeys, and you can go oh, watch Grind dude. on DVD. The amount of kids in like fucking middle school and high school that would wear oh, the yeah. Osiris sneakers. Oh, oh my man. gosh, so ugly. <laughs> so ugly i was more of a fat adidas guy at the time i think i was a nike guy in high school damn dude i, I don't have narrow feet so yeah 
I used to not be able to fit in them. I feel like, but then once my uh, once my feet got to the point where I was wearing thirteens, I was like, oh, okay, the shoes are just wide at this point. Oh, once you get to like size thirteen. Oh, sorry, you lagged for a second. I I saw. I noticed. Yeah, yeah I didn't know you, if you could still hear me, but I heard you. I heard you. They came back and they didn't match your face for a second. Oh, okay, but it's all good too. So, yeah, my number five is grind. Yeah, Zach. Oh, number four. Mandatory summer movie. This is a movie that's actually near and dear to both of our hearts. I know this for a okay. fact. I know this we for bought certain. a zoo. Yes, it is. Matt Damon. One no, of these nothing days. Better, going... <laughs> nothing better for the summertime than buying yeah. a zoo. We're going to watch that movie at some point. We're going to have to make an episode about it. It's only been like four years of fucking. I know I've watched a part of the movie before, but I couldn't remember what. Anything about it. Yeah. Anything. Other than the fact that he like kept keeps animal, his animals in like a barn, that's all. Right. I know. And then I, I, feel like, I think he did. But no, my number four, Fast and Furious, baby. Oh, dude, you stole my number two. Whoa! All right, see now that's this. I mean, Fast and Furious is summer movie as hell. I mean, it's like oh, damn. nothing better than like being out there with the scorching heat behind the wheel of a fucking hot ride, racing for pinks. Ooh, baby. But I'm surprised. This is why I'm kind of distraught right now. Yeah. Number four. Oh, I told you this isn't in no particular order. I just wrote. Yeah, this but down. E- even if you did didn't have order, there's no way you would say it as number four. It's Fast no, and I Furious. No, it wouldn't be number four. This movie, Fast and Furious, is. I Ooh. watch this movie three times a year. Oh yeah. Oh my god. I mean, I, this is in my blood. Yeah. I told you, know? you. I knew. I knew. I I knew that this was. I told you, it's near and dear to both of us. The first two in particular, like I, 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 I feel like the second one's even more of a summer movie, even though it's not as good as the first movie. I feel like the second yeah. one's more of a summer movie than the first one. Um, it's Miami. Yeah, and then, well, I th- I, Miami just exudes summer. Yeah, and I think that I, I agree that I think two is more of a summer movie, but to me, one, besides being a better movie, yes, to me, number one has. One of the greatest 2000s themed race events of all time in a movie. Yes. And the fact that in 2023, whenever I watch the movie again or see them go back to that race in the later movies and they yeah. still call it this title is crazy to me. Yeah. Because the whole point is that they're trying to get their cars ready to go to race wars. Yeah, race wars, and something about that in two thousand. Race wars is still the yeah. In two thousand one, I get it. No one thinks about it, right? We didn't. But think it's about it. it's twenty twenty three now. But in two thousand seventeen or whenever that whenever they go back to it. Yeah. What are we doing? What 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 is going on? Race wars. We didn't think about this. Nobody thought about this title. Thinking about yeah. changing it. No, I think Fast and Furious. You know, Vin Diesel won. wouldn't let them change it. No continuity. We gotta have it. It's it's you gotta have it. You can't can't confuse these are fast and furious yeah. watchers. You can't confuse them by changing the name Listen, of the race. They don't do multiple timelines in this. No. You do one thing. I, I you think space, fast and, that's what they can handle. Yeah, Fast and Furious One to me is a perfect example of excellence. Yes. In in so many factors, right? Music. Yes. Soundtrack is insane. Oh, it's a banger. Acting atrocious, which is why it's, it's so good. Absolutely atrocious. Which is that's why it's so good. Everyone good looking. Yeah. Right. Young Paul yeah. Walker, fresh faced, insane. Yeah. Insane good looking. Vin guy. Diesel looks the same. 
He looks the same. One of the most quotable movies. He's smaller, but he looks the same. Oh, yeah. And, and looks better. Yes. Right? And obviously because it's 20 years ago. Yeah. 22 years ago. But, like, the thing, too, is, like, for me, that first Fast and Furious movie, Fast 2, Too Fast has a couple quotes that I quote all the time. Yes. I quote Fat Too Fast. In, it's stupid how often I quote that movie, right? Especially when I'm watching it. Like, I get, I get giddy. Yeah. Because they give me they give me two quotes in that movie that are just ten out of ten quotes and too fast. Yeah. At the very beginning of the movie, we get Ludacris being like, "Oh shit, we need a, we need a, we need a fourth driver or whatever it is to race, yeah. or we can't race." Well, I got a guy. Who do you got? He calls Brian up. Yeah. The Brian pulls up. Suki. You no, know, Devin Aoki goes. Oh mm-hmm. shit, it's Brian. To me, that is that, that is so fucking funny. Oh shit, funny. it's Brian. I still. Oh love shit, that she goes. Oh shit, it's Brian. That to me is hilarious because never in the history of ever has anyone ever uttered the words "Oh shit, oh, shit it's Brian." It's like, oh shit, it's Kyle. Like it's, no, it's so <laughs> stupid. And then in the middle of the movie, when Roman Roman's pushing him on why he he let Vin Diesel go, yeah, Paul Walker says it in all seriousness with a camera zoom in, a, a mobile like a like a push in on him says, "Forget about it, man. Forget about it." No, what happened, man? I said, "Forget about it, cuh." What? Yeah. <laughs> you're from like huntington beach bro what are you, what are you doing <laughs> so that's too fast but fast and furious one has so many good quotes you know i sling parts for harry yeah now i want the tuna mm-hmm. all this stuff the tuna's no no one likes the tuna no one likes the tuna. but number one is the monologue that's what i call it the monologue the monologue of when after the race gets broken up and they're all running around from the cops Mm-hmm. And Vin Diesel and Paul Walker finally return to the Toretto home. Yep. There's a party going on, and there's music playing on a, on a boombox. But then also a guy's playing guitar, which makes no sense because he wouldn't be able to hear the guitar, <laughs> um, which is stupid. And they're playing video games, or whatever, and they're drinking Coronas, right? Yeah, obviously you got to. But then water. they open, they walk in the door, and the fucking guy we see in number five who dies. Right, yeah. I can't remember his name. Um, I don't remember his name either, but I know who you're talking about. He goes, oh, man, you brought the buster home. And then Vin Diesel turns around in a rage, monologue about to begin. He goes, well, the buster brought me home. <laughs> That's begins, the monologue. He begins the whole monologue of like, you know, yeah. um, where were you at? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. He learns Paul Walker. You can have whatever beer you want as long as it's a Corona. Right. Yeah. And it's like, dude. 10 out of 10 excellence for this whole ex- scene. It's just incredible. It's incredible. Absolutely. <clears throat> Buster brought me home, man. The Buster brought me home. Yeah. Buster kept me out of handcuffs. <laughs> Vin. Dude, that's what was a, hard, Vin. That was a Humphrey Bogart level performance. <laughs> <laughs> My God, dude. And then, oh, and then there's the, there's the, the part later on where, you know, him and uh, Mia are in the kitchen, and then mm-hmm. um, the the douchebag guy walks in, and she's like, "What? Where'd you want to take me for dinner? Oh, that one little place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can." And she looks at Paul Walker. You can take me there. Oh, man, I'm so hurt. Oh, it hurts my feelings. <laughs> and then he like slams the microwave, and he fucking leaves. I do remember that. Oh God, so many good moments. The movie's it's killer. It's it's the best. Love it. And I don't remember the trailers for the movie, but could you imagine? If they actually, and I could probably look it up. I don't remember if they did or not. Yeah. Could you imagine if you they didn't show you that he was a cop? 
Like imagine like, you're, you're just watching the movie and thinking he's a street racer, yeah. and then it cuts to him being arrested and pulling into the fucking like undercover unit. You'd be like, whoa, what? What? Dude, what? I thought you were just a regular. I thought you were slinging parts for hair eating tuna sandwiches, dude. <laughs> no way. He's a fucking, undercover this whole time. He's a freaking narc, man. He's a he's Twenty One Jump Street, man. Twenty One Jump Street. The buster kept me out of handcuffs. That's what it is. Yeah, I agree, man. Oh Fast and gosh. Furious, man. What's oh your favorite God. scene? Fast and Furious, Zach. Number one. Your favorite scene. Number man? one. Yeah. When when, when we're talking about, man. Favorite scene. I feel like it is probably there. Stare down at the end. Ah, uh, okay. Dom in the charger. Yeah. Ryan in his import. Mm-hmm. One race to see. He's able to get away. Right. I owe you a 10-second car. I owe you a 10-second car. My favorite scene, I mean, there's so many, um, is the moment where Jesse comes back from running away from Race Wars. Oh my and they're God. at his house. And then there's this fucking, like, ramp shot, like a, like a Jaws ramp-up shot where... The yeah. Asian guy pulls into the on the street and it's like, like it pushes it on the big <laughs> face and he has the fucking Mac Ten or the Uzi or whatever. I love that scene. I also love when they make fun of their crotch rockets. That's always great. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Or when uh, they catch um, Paul Walker like checking out the garage and I call those motorcycles crotch rockets now because of Fast and Furious. I don't call yeah. them anything but crotch rockets. Yeah, absolutely. The movie's so good, dude. It's a good pick, bro. Yeah, I'm happy with it. It's a good pick. I figured we'd have at least one movie that was the same. So that's definitely the one that I would have. Yeah, that's for sure. Jason, what's your number four? My number four mandatory summer movie is um, a blockbuster flick. Oh, '80s flick. All right. A movie about summer, about school. About Halloween, about Halloween. summer tournaments. This movie, I would say, one of my favorite quotes is at the end of the movie, you don't even see the person saying it, you just hear it. Put him in a body bag. Put him in a body bag. It's Karate Kid, 1984. Damn, hell yeah. That's a good-ass summer movie. What a classic summer movie, man. Put him in a body bag. Sweep the leg. It literally, Quite literally, like everything about this movie, even the summer nights are summer. Oh, yeah. Even the Halloween is summery. Like that's true. Crazy. I don't know how, but they made Halloween summery. Like even even Johnny in the bathroom with the headphones on with the freaking skeleton is still summery. Oh my gosh! And the Karate Kid, beyond being just excellence in everything, obviously everyone loves Karate mm-hmm. Kid. Um, the martial arts being kind of shitty. Yeah, um, but it's okay because he's like a kid, so right. It's okay. It. He's kind of kid. Obviously, like it's it's all the funny goofy lessons and stuff. We all we all love Karate Kid. Yeah, but to me, Karate Kid does something that i think that i I love is only 80s movies really do this Mm -hmm. i haven't seen it happen in any other decade of movie yeah which is make something that is actually a shitty place to live look really cool yeah like the to me the number one example this we talked about it before is the last starfighter Oh, yeah, the yeah. last Starfighter is the epitome of like this is like you a trailer park in home, a trailer park, but they make that shit look so cool. But that place, they have an arcade cap. Yeah. This place looks sick, dude. Yeah, like right. And then the the Karate Kid apartment complex, like yeah, it. I would I would live here. Yeah, like the Three Ninjas home. 
No, dude, they get kidnapped by fucking goons. But this place looks pretty sweet. They have a karate master guy. I don't know, man. He gets jumped by skeletons. So I don't know if I want to live in a place where I'm getting jumped. But he wasn't prepped. He wasn't prepped. After you know, you know that that's after that summer happened. The next year, he's walking around school, being like, "Test me, test me, bitch, test me." Looking at Johnny, you like, see me on. fucking swan kick you? I'll do it. He's looking at Johnny walking through the hallways, fucking craning, <laughs> craning, and Johnny's like flinching and shit. You know what I mean? I'll crank, I'll crank kick you. Don't think you I don't won't. Know what, we don't know what happened after that. You know, he could have been a fucking dick, dude. You do he know what happened after that? Come what Kai. Well, yeah, we're talking like during the high school years. Oh, yeah, yeah, Between the movies, you know, he could have been a fucking straight up bully the whole time. Do you feel like if you had gotten the best of your bully that you would become the bully? Um, If I'm, am I Danny? I mean, you can say that you can answer for Danny, but I was asking just you in general as well. In in my real life? Yeah. Am I learning a skill like him? Hmm, that's a good question. Because you know, yes. because Daniel goes on like a whole shonen manga. I mean, basically, arc yeah. he like goes through an movies. entire training arc. His, the movie is basically just a giant training arc. Well, I mean, even like even the movies after that, he's like he's getting Japanese, he's getting Okinawan girlfriends, he's like learning new, True. he's like learning like different styles of martial art. Like he's like a he he's quite the globetrotter a, by the end. He's of becoming the movie. an assassin. Yeah. So like, if I'm him, I come back from Japan. I come back to California, and I still see Cobra Kai there. I'm not even. I'm not even afraid, dude. I'm like, I beat your top guy. That's true. So the rest of y'all can come. It's like it's like Tekken now. We're like, come on. <laughs> what are we doing? Um, I I would like to say I wouldn't. Mm. But in the case of a Karate Kid, you know, he goes to that whole movie, good guy, but then kind of also kind of a bad guy. Like he provokes Johnny. I was about to say it's not he's not entirely blameless the whole movie. No, like the Halloween scene, like he he yeah. Johnny wasn't messing with him. He just he no. messes with he messes with Johnny. Yeah. But that whole movie to me exudes summer. He's trying to I mean, just, just see your girl too, so you know. Yeah. And just the beginning of the movie too, just the, them actually moving to California, like just going yeah. from where they were at to where they moved to. They do a good job of showing it showing it very summer esque. And mm-hmm. also the fact that's a blockbustery kind of eighties flick. With a killer soundtrack, ooh! Because you know, Karate Kid's the best around. I feel like summer movies also. If there's like a thing that goes with a summer movie, it's like having a killer soundtrack. I think it's a. I think it would be a big aspect. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. I mean, like I between be. Karate Kid having a great soundtrack, you, you look at like Rad has like yeah. Thunder in Your Heart and uh, Break the Ice. Ooh. Um, obviously, Fast and Furious has just a ton of like you know, hip hop yeah. tracks of that decade. Um, the matrix has the matrix has Dracula. Yes. The essential summer <laughs> yeah, song, song Dracula. But like it's even grind. My last pick grind has so many great songs, but yeah, yeah. I agree, man. Soundtrack is really important and you don't need this. So you need to have a, a great soundtrack. You don't have to have it, but I think for a movie like, Karate I feel like Kid, it elevates a movie for sure. Yeah. You could, it, Especially for a movie that's not completely serious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, for not, not like a super dramatic flick, like just a fun kind yeah. of movie. Yeah, you need to have that. You need to have it. Yeah. Put him in a body bag, Johnny. Put him in a so body good. bag. Just even another quotable movie as shit. Just to, just to quote the entire, like... Sweep the leg. Crease, Creasy, whatever his name is. John Crease or whatever. His whole speech. Strike first, strike hard, no mercy. So, I love that, you know. 
pain does not exist in this dojo. Does it? No, that, that, which, no, that, which for years was the opening to the podcast. Yeah. So good. No sensei. All right. That's my number four, dude. Zach, what is your number three? Nice, man. Number three. I told you we'd be getting to it. Independence Day. Oh, my God. Dude. I told Get you. out of here, man. First of all, now hold on. Now you tell me Independence you Day. You better stake your claim. You better, A you movie better... based around the 4th of July fighting back the alien horde. You from better, our American shores. You better prove to me why this movie's on your list, bro. What? What Give are you me the evidence. About? Oh my god. Now first Give of all. Give me the evidence. Jeff Goldblum. Okay, that's mad. It's Jeff Goldblum. No, I mean, the Independence Day is a great movie. Um, I like it a lot. Talk about quotable movie for me. Fucking welcome to Earth. Let's go. Earth. Earth. Welcome to Earth. I okay, you gotta give me more than this, dude. Why? What are you talking about? Is it is it like what about the? I mean, for song? me, it's like, for me, it's also up there with like. I just watch this movie all the time as a kid during the summer times, in particular. Sure. Um, I just really, really love this movie. I mean, you know, I fucking love aliens. So, like, obviously, I was like big blockbuster alien invasion movie. Yeah. I'm fucking down for it. My parents yeah. bought me the DVD, and I was like, "All right, we're watching it." Well, I actually had the VHS first, the big one with the fucking giant mothership. With the actual, oh shit! You know what it was? It was the one that had like, you know, they had like some of those color covers yeah, that were the like lenticular, them, and it like had the White House, and if you turned it, yeah. it'd be like the White House blown up. Yeah, it was the the lenticular like cover where yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I had the same one. Such a cool fucking VHS. I okay to just to stop giving you shit. I really enjoyed as a kid Independence Day. Yes, uh, it's a trash movie. It's a trash movie. But it's an enjoyable trash movie. I think what saved it for me. Also, his monologue, Bill Pullman's monologue. So yeah, good. so that's what I was gonna say. So like to me, as a kid, that monologue from Bill Pullman me, it meant nothing to me. I never, yeah. I didn't give a shit. I liked Welcome to Earth. Welcome to Earth. I liked the guy from Christmas Vacation. Yes. Like, I like his Quaid stuff. Being a fucking weirdo. Yeah, I like that stuff. I like the Jeff Goldblum stuff. Yeah. Um, I like the. Was it? Is it in the extended cut of the actual like alien in the lab, or is that in the actual movie too? I think it's in cut? the actual movie. Yeah, where he like they like dissect the alien in the lab, and but like. Isn't there he a scene like, where he's like alive? The alien's still alive, still. In yeah, the, the alien's still alive because they yeah. like tried to dissect him and they cut it open. And then the alien comes alive and he like takes control of like the scientist or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I, I think that scene is so cool. Yeah. That scene is so cool. Rad. But the what saved that movie for me, because to me that movie like was just a, a kid movie that I remember as a kid that kind of went away. Yeah. Was I remember being in high or college maybe. Mm-hmm. And there was a rapper who I really like used to like called Chip the Ripper. Oh dude, yeah. Or uh he was a big friends with like Kid Cudi and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he had a mixtape and the opening to his mixtape was like the op- the monologue oh, from was the monologue. <laughs> was the monologue? I remember listening to the mixtape. We were like, I was like, me, me and our friend were our friend Kyle were like on a we were somewhere. I don't know where we're going. We we're driving somewhere. We we're going to a convention or something. Or I don't know what we were doing. Mm-hmm. But we we're listening to the mixtape and we started from the beginning. And I remember we were 
playing it and it had like a slow hip hop beat in the background and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I remember we us both being like, I think I got goosebumps. <laughs> like I think I got that's like really good speech. Dude, his speech is so good, and it's like especially when you're like an older adult and you listen to it, and it's like, fuck yeah, man, America. Yeah. Fuck this shit, dude. I'm fucking celebrating this our Independence our Day. Independence Day. We celebrate our Independence Day. Also, a president that was a fucking fighter pilot. That's fucking dope. Yeah, too bad the the movie itself I can never watch again. I know. I know you have this aversion to watching movies with him yeah, now. Too bad. And I get it. I totally get it. Yeah. But I, I never made the same the, creed with myself. So. My own, the only way that my personal pact would ever break. Yeah. To watch a Will Smith movie again. Because mm-hmm. they made Independence Day 2. I never saw it. Yeah. Well, he's not even in Independence Day 2. It's just a son, right? Yeah, it's his son. It's like some nobody, yeah. The only movie, the only way I would watch a Will Smith movie again is if I'm sitting at home on YouTube because that's where I see Twitter. Or in the theater would be even better. Yeah. In the theater. And the screen goes black. The, the first off, the the you know the, the the movie association thing pops up. Blah 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 blah. Yeah, yeah. Fades to black, and you just it just slowly pan, uh, comes into screen like bur- the 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 image burns into the blackness, and you hear mm-hmm. wicked wow wow. I'd like wow wow west. Yeah, and it's wild west too. I mean, I'd be down for that. A hundred percent. Yes, I would I'd be, be in there. the fucking theater day opening fucking night I'd be, for no, Wild Wild West too. Do you oh, remember shit. that famous news clip that Mega Sixty Four always makes fun of of a bunch of nerds in line to watch the Matrix? Uh, yeah, Matrix yeah. Two and they're, agent they're, runner. Yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> I'm, a sent- I'm a sentinel, right? <laughs> you would see me in the line, dude. I'd show line. up as fucking loveless. I'd show up in a wheelchair. Let's There'd be no one in line. No. And I'm still outside in the fucking, you know, Wild Wild West costume. Wild Wild West. Mm. Jim West. Bongabano. Bongabano. <laughs> that movie's fucking terrible. Oh my God. But it's so fun. It's so fucking funny, though. Giant Spider Guy? Giant Spider Mech Guy. Mech Spider? What? Cowboys. Fucking, what's, what's his face? His fucking partner? Yeah. Kevin Klein? Maybe Kevin Klein. What's his name? I don't know. Sounds right. I don't have any. I don't I have any other. Wild Wild West. All right. Um, Who is it? Who the fuck is it? Hold on. I forgot that fucking she was in that movie too. Eva Sama Hayek. Jeez, it is Kevin Klein. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. Kevin Klein. Kevin Klein. See, that's the problem. That was with Kenneth Branagh as the fucking Spider Guy? God yeah, damn. it's lo- yeah, dude. Jesus Christ. I, he's Come unrecognizable. On, From what, everything um, else I know of Kenneth Branagh, it's like unrecognizable that he yeah, is. Well, he's wearing a wig and stuff. Oh, he's got no legs. Um, the the best, I think what, what elevates this movie and MIB, which is what lacks, in the Independence Day lacking, mm-hmm. is a fully produced and written song by Will Smith. I agree with that. It's funny, actually, now that I think about it, because I was thinking of the ending of Wild Wild West, and I feel like uh, it ends similar to Men in Black. It does. Because it's like, he's like trying to like distract the fucking bad guy. Like in Men in Black, he's trying to distract the fucking cockroach. Yeah. Cockroach just does, like, does not give a fuck about him at all. Yeah. And then he starts stepping on the other cockroaches. 
And that's how he like grabs his tail. I feel like in the thing, because in Wild Wild West, he's like trying to stop Loveless or whatever. And Loveless is like, fuck you, I got spider legs now. And then he like starts making fun of the fact that he doesn't have a fucking penis anymore. Yeah. And then that's what gets him to like fucking come back. And then he like stabs a spider leg, I think, or something like that. It was real fucking stupid what happened. I'm also pretty sure that like both movies, I could be wrong, like both VHS tapes mm-hmm. cut and immediately go into the music video. I'm pretty sure they do. For Wild Wild West and Men in Black, respectively. Is it right after the credits or is it, or I mean, is it right before the credits or is it right after the credits? I thought it was before the credits. I could I be wrong. I thought it was after. Like, I thought that goes to the credits and then they play the whole music video for. It might be. I don't remember. It's like for so Men in Black. I don't know about Wild Wild West, but. Remember the, in Wild Wild West, Jim West uh, is making out with the girl in a water tower? I do remember this, yes. Why would you do that? He turned it into a hot tub. That's so stupid. It's it's really dumb, but that's what he did. I feel like he had like another watt, a hot tub, like on top of the water tower. Yeah, or something like that. He should have been the the scene where they have the magnets on their neck. It should be a hot tub. That's like the town's water supply. Like, what do you mean it's hot? It should be cold. Also, people are gonna be drinking your fucking poopy. Yeah, your fucking ball water. Your nut water, dude. Talking about nut water, water, dude. Well, you're fucking. There's there's definitely coming that because he had. Yeah. He had sex in that water tower. So there's definitely like Will Smith come and people's drinking water. Just sweat. Yeah. Like it's just gross. Um, Overall gross. Well, Zach, nice number three, dude. Yeah, man. Jason, what's your number three, man? Uh, my number three mandatory summer movie is from 1975. Oh. And it is Jaws. You stole my number two. That was my number two. There we go. Jaws. Jaws to me, beyond being, I I personally think Steven Spielberg's best movie. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, and even though I do think the first half of the movie is better than the last half. Yeah, I would agree with. I mean, it's like, I like some stuff in the back half. Like I like him talking about, obviously the USS Indianapolis when they're like swear, swapping their scars and shit. Like that's a great fucking scene. Absolutely. But overall, them hunting for Jaws is like not terribly exciting. I, I yeah, I, I mean, I love it. I think it's super interesting. And it's shot so well. But yeah. to me, that movie, the the summerness of that movie comes through so well. Oh yeah, in the in town horror that exists of yes. having this shark just decimate this town. Um, the way it looks, having it actually being shot at a beach town that's really popular. Yeah, it looks amazing. Obviously, it looks of its time. It looks. It looks because it is a real place. It and also gives off that vibe of like just the the packed beach during the summertime. Oh like yes, that, just like the fucking horde of people on that fucking yeah. beach. And knowing that probably it was actually just that busy because it was probably summer. It when probably well, it just was like a July Fourth beach town. Yeah, and then all the drama of the shark affecting the town's business. Like so yeah. much of it has really great the inexcusable mayor who refuses to let. July 4th, yeah. we're going to be stopped by a fucking giant killer shark. <laughs> but even just the way that, like, they have um, Schneider's character, like, look, going from, like, this New-, oh, yeah. New York City cop to this, you know, beach town cop. It's yeah. the, the transition looks so funny. And he's so out of his place. But, like, and you have these, like, the beachy guys with, with Quint and then, um, mm-hmm. I can't remember the other guy's name. But, um, um I don't remember. Uh, I just remember Richard, Richard Dreyfus. That's all I know. 
Hall Holder? Whatever. I don't know. I don't know. But the movie itself as an atmosphere just exudes so much summer. Oh, for sure. hundred percent. Like and fuck that's it's so it's just so bright and so like shiny. That's the other and thing, sunny. yeah. Well that's the weird thing about Jaws in general, because outside of the opening scene that takes place at night, it's it exudes like that like daytime horror. Because yeah, yeah, the entire rest of the movie takes place during the daytime. Yeah. And even the actual like scene when they're on the boat, I think when like doesn't Jaws like knock their boat once during like the nighttime or something? I can't remember. But even the actual climactic moments on the boat are all it all happens during the day. Yeah, during the day, and then having the the guts to kill the kid during oh, the shit, day dude. all that, that stuff fucking wild yeah yeah it's so yeah, brutal seeing that tattered floaty just come back to shore oh my god and again like what comes but brings me back to the movie which i would hope is a lot because i have a tattoo of it yeah um the whole movie's amazing obviously it's an excellent f- film all the way around but yeah. my favorite scenes in that movie are just the concept of a cop who's out of his element yes like he's very experienced, but he's not used to this level of. He's used to man-made horror. Yeah. Not otherworldly sea horror, and him having to rely on these two different minds to approach it, and even the the moment where they're like, "Should we cut open the shark?" Because that's not the right shark. Like all right. that stuff to me, and it's, it's still on a boardwalk. It's fucking daytime. There's all these fishermen around. Like. Yeah. And then you you like look at where we grew up, and then we go like to the beach where we're from and like it, it could be the same place i mean obviously the town could is be a giant different. killer shark on that beach you know but just the way like the boardwalk is made up and all this kind of yeah. stuff and like it's so much about it is like such a beach town generic america probably it reminds me more of myrtle beach than anything more than like a beach in charleston like yeah growing up, or living in myrtle beach for a couple of years like it it definitely has that feeling of like yeah like way too crowded beach just full of people just like spending away their few right. fleeting f- moments of free time during the summer. And like you said too, man, like one of the things that this movie does that's that good movies do, which is why this is an excellent flick. But like in terms of the summer aspect yeah. is that no matter where they're shooting at, it's during the day, which is one part, but mm-hmm. two, everything is so lived in. Yeah. Like they walk, they're walking through this town. It's busy. He's driving through the town to go somewhere. It's busy. He's on the beach well, it's with his like wife, he's it's up busy. For like signs and stuff like that, and there's just like a random, pe- yeah, just all over the place. Like, yeah, yeah, there's just people life. that would actually exist there at a tourist trap, yeah, touristy kind of place that make their money during. Like they're they're doing it, and it looks yeah. good, and that exudes like this beachness. Mm-hmm. That that's so effective in the movie beyond just being a fun, yeah, you know, ocean horror movie. Oh, dude, oh, so. so much fun. My yes, my number three is Jaws. Okay. Uh well then this is my No wait, that was your number two, wasn't it? No, my number three is Jaws. My number two is Fast and Furious. Oh, that's right. Yeah, so this is my last one, because then this will be your last one after that. Well then I want to do one in between our both last ones. Okay. This was a runner up of mine because I have okay. runner up or contender. Okay. Uh, I think that you would also agree with this. Yes. Um, so we could chat about this because we never actually gave it its due. Okay. But this is a movie from 1993, runner-up okay. to my list. Not necessarily my number one, but to my list. Okay. And it is The Sandlot. 
That is very summer movie, yeah. What a fucking powerhouse. Yeah. It's funny because the amount of times we tried to watch it for the pod and we didn't end up getting it. I know, done. man. It's so but time. It is but... a powerhouse of a summer movie for sure. Like everything. Every the posters that they make for the movie, like the alternative oh, yeah. posters they make on the on the Mondo level, like so much even the posters yeah. exemplify exactly what Oh dude. The a movie about like what I love about like, heavyweights, what I love about freaking yeah. um what I love about um Mighty Ducks. Oh yeah. Like, this shared experience journey of of this particular age. Yeah. And that's the wild thing about it, because like obviously it's like the kid baseball movie, oh, but like for me, the more summer stuff is like the stuff they do outside of like the baseball field. Like them going to like the community pool, getting their fucking shenanigans there. They're fucking well that's the second is the junkyard in the first movie or is that the second one? That's the, the first giant movie. dog? Yeah, it's okay. the first movie. Okay, it is the first one. I always get confused if that's in the first or the second movie. I've never seen the second movie, but yeah, the the first one's the the the, the dog is the, the guard dog or whatever. Yeah. yeah, the guard dog. Which is another thing of like, yeah, like the fucking unknown making like nightmarish things of like things that you can't see behind the fence and like the way that like your kid imagination like runs away with you of like Yeah. Imagine like the fucking worst possible th- shit you could ever think of behind. But it's a fence. movie that hits everything of like youth. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe boy youth. I don't know if exactly. I don't know. But it like it's like youth. I would I would say boy youth. Like yeah. the sports element is there. Being new yeah. is is there. Being new to a group of friends is there. Having a group of friends. Yeah. Experiencing all these things, um, that at a young age that are like important or fun. The, the mm-hmm. thing you're talking about, which is like the fanization fanalization whatever the right word would be whatever whatever mm-hmm. you know, making it this thing bigger than it actually is mm-hmm. um all these different things um having your own space which is like kind of like having like your own like fucking tree house like it's yeah your, it's my own baseball field um having a new a dad that's kind of like not there but not whatever. there but you know he like still loves you but he's like yeah like, it hits on all it. these things so well and effectively and in a fun way mm-hmm. but then I think at the at the core of it, what it does really really well. I think why movie ex- exists for so well, which is not, not like some sort of like I'm not breaking new ground here with this thought, but just like right, it the movie itself for a 1993 flick shows you exactly what or this Hollywood version of nostalgia mm-hmm. of like 1960 something. Yeah, for and sure. does that in a really really fun and shiny way that probably never really existed. But it's nice to see in a movie form. Yeah, I don't know. And then it en- and then it ends in a really good way too with them at the actual MLB game. Yeah. Well, that's like also yeah when they do like the whole because at the end of the movie they have like the whole age up as well of like blah 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 mm-hmm. blah 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 is doing I don't remember exactly what everybody's doing but we'll just having having him be the one guy be the pro. Yeah, yeah. They actually went on to. Like the jet or whatever. Yeah. That to me is sick. Yeah. Perfect. Perfect example of a summer movie. All right. Sorry, Zach. What is your actual number one? I assume this is your actual number one or no? Yeah. You know, we can consider this my actual number one. Whatever whatever you want. I'm not trying to force you. Uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. That's a, this is a summer movie for you. I mean, it is a summer movie for me. I mean, it is in the lead up to summer vacation for them i feel like 
I never took it as something. Because it's like one of his last days he's able to get away with playing hooky. Oh, I lost you. Oh. I think I'm back. You're back now. I got you. Damn it. Um, but yeah, I mean, it is like in the lead up to summer vacation. I mean, it's like one of the last time he can play hooky before, you know, and then he's, you know, he has this whole existential crisis with like him and, uh, what's his face? Um, God, I can't remember his name now. Who? His best friend. I can't remember. Cameron. Cameron. Him and Cameron talking about splitting ways, him and his girlfriend talking about how they're probably not going to be seeing each other. It, It has that like summer age finality of like especially for like high school of like you know we might not be in like the same worlds but like you know still love each other as friends and that kind of aspect of yeah. it and it like goes back to what you're talking about with like grind and stuff like that last hurrah type of sure. feeling like ferris bueller exemplifies that feeling of like this is like our final give it to him before yeah. you know everything changes well, I always um, took Ferris Bueller as like this. I never really associated it with the time of year, mm. personally. I always just took it as like a fantasy, yeah. Of like you know this man. I, I just wish I could be Ferris. Yeah, like he has a pretty girlfriend and like a, he's he so a confident. Girlfriend. He does whatever he, he wants. Drop on the fucking principal. Yeah, he he does whatever His he wants. Kind of a bitch, but she still loves him. But he always wins. He never has to worry about her. No, because he, never she, he, he, he never loses, and it's it's it, it's such a it's good fashion sense. Like all this cool Dude, stuff, he can dance. Best, ooh, buddy. It's like a hot dog king, and all oh, this yeah. all this stuff, and it's so good, um, and so charming. But I never really, yeah, I never really. But it definitely has summer vibes, you no, know, for yeah. sure. Especially with the like you're talking about with this whole concept of like mm-hmm. Sloan being a year younger than them yeah. or maybe even two years younger than I don't remember, but she's, she's a year younger than them. But yeah. And you know, her being kind of unsure of what Ferris is going to do. Yeah. And Ferris being like this, like this positively go like, he's unsure like a, a fly by the seat of the pants kind of. Yeah. And then, you know, you have Cameron who's so like up his own butt. Yeah. He's like emotionally crippled. But then you realize that Alan Tudyk was like, or not Alan Tudyk, Al, Alan Tudyk, Alan something. I, I think thought. it is. I could could be wrong. I'm thinking that maybe Alan Tudyk is the guy from Firefly. Alan Alan Rook. 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 Alan Ruck. Alan Ruck. Yeah, Alan Tudyk is the guy from Firefly. Alan Ruck is this guy. Okay. But okay. you look at you realize that he's like he was like 30 years old when this movie was filmed. Yeah. Which is bonkers. He doesn't look it. Look thirty. He looks like a high schooler. Well, to me, it looks like he looks like a traditional movie high schooler. So he's probably like, yeah. like twenty. Yeah. Not like twenty nine. Like, well, it's like High School Musical has that same shit where it's like, um, I can't remember what her name is, but it's the black girl in there, and it's Ashley Tisdale too. I think because she, I think Ashley Tisdale was like twenty uh, twenty eight when everybody else was like in their like early twenties. Then there's the one black girl in High School Musical, and she's like 32 or 34 or something wow, like that. Wow, damn! When they Classic. filmed that, and she looks like yeah, she looks like a movie high schooler. Yeah, yeah, she's like almost 10 years older than like almost everybody damn. else in that fucking cast. But no, I, I I get it, man. Ferris is is it's such a fun movie. I mean, all John Hughes movies in general, like they, I mean they they breathe fun. Yeah, yeah, they 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 really have that emotional 
teenage element, which to me, like, yeah, I think if I was going to connect this movie to somewhere, it would probably be through that teen, like yeah. that high school ending. Um, That's kind of the vein. lens I see it through. Yeah. Yeah. My number one is, is like that too, but okay. um, yeah, I, I, get, I get that, man. But I always just took it as like such a fantasy movie. I get that for sure. I mean, yeah. I mean, Ferris Bueller is the is there a male equivalent to it? He's basically Mary Sue. Yeah. Like he just is good at everything and just gets whatever he wants. But for some reason, you just love him for it. Yeah, and then after you watch Ferris Bueller and you're maybe tempted to watch the T V show. I always forget that there was a TV you, you show. You don't watch it because it sucks. Yeah. Instead, you watch a different show called Parker Lewis Can't Lose, which is Ooh. which is actually Ferris Bueller. I was just saying, it basically just sounds like Ferris Bueller. It, it's literally Ferris Bueller, but like it was, it was they made the Ferris Bueller show for like one season has had Jennifer Aniston in it, oh. and it sucks. It's terrible. Pre Friends, I'm guessing. Yeah, Pre Friends. It's it's trash. Yeah. But around the same time. They another network made Parker Lewis can't lose, mm-hmm. which is essentially just like this is Ferris Bueller with a new this name. This is basically just Ferris Bueller. It's 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 ten times better. Yeah. It's so good. Yeah. It's so I, I bought the whole series on fucking German Blu-ray because I wanted to have it. God damn! It's all right, killer. Um, same talks to the camera. You know. Oh yeah. His parents the fourth the wall breaks store. are the best. They really are. Yeah, fashion's a killer. Just nineties, yeah. not eighties, but I mean, know. the ending of Ferris Bueller is the best. After watching the credits, it pops up. You're still fucking watching this? Go home. The the one negative about Ferris Bueller, which is very, 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 very minimal because I mm. adore that movie. And it's not my favorite Hughes movie. It's definitely like it, it edges every now and then. Mm. My favorite Hughes movie is Weird Science. Yeah. But Ferris Bueller is definitely, you know, right, like, right below it. Mm-hmm. The negative, the one negative thing about Ferris Bueller is that I have seen too many high school graduation speeches. Oh yeah, be his speech, yeah. That just quote him. Yeah. That that his the famous line, I'm probably gonna fucking say it. Yeah. And I think to me, that's lame. I think that's lame. Yeah. It's like hearing like Green Day Good Riddance or whatever, some of these other songs. Or even like what's the other is it from Mean Girls or there's no other high school movie that has Clueless maybe or Legally Blonde. I think my my sister's graduation, which was this past summer, uh-huh. this past whatever in May, I think the valedictorian quoted um, "Legally Blonde." I what think "Legally Blonde." Would you quote the part when she graduates and she's like something something about our confidence or something? I don't fucking remember. I can't remember. I just remember thinking like, man, quote like Jurassic Park or something, man. <laughs> Ask. Check the vending machines, man. Life life finds a way. What? Yeah. Well, why are you saying this at graduation? Have you heard of chaos theory? You know, freaking 88 miles per hour. 88 gigawatts! Gigawatts! That's your, that's your quote. Clever girl. Graduation. You can always quote clever girl. There you girl. go. Uh, nice, nice pick, Zach. Yeah, man. Spared no expense. That's a good quote. Well. So, Jason, mm-hmm. what's your last pick? Well, for Zach, essential summer movies. My number one, 1993. Okay. One of the best movies ever made. I watched it last night to confirm. Okay. And I can say truthfully, I can confirm. Top 10 movie ever made. 
Confirmation is there. Made by a guy who made one of the most annoying movies ever made. It's quite the resume. Yeah. It's, it's, he has range. <laughs> this guy, Richard Linklater, who made Boyhood. Oh, God. At the beginning of his career, made a movie so amazing called Dazed and Confused. Oh, yeah. In this movie, bro, it has everything. Yeah. It has everything for a nostalgic pop culture obsesso like myself mm-hmm. who loved to just listen to my dad talk about the 70s and be like, man, what I would have done. What I would have done. It has the best music. Mm-hmm. It has the cars. It has a small town theme. It has the fact that the whole movie is vignettes of other characters who were all interceding into one thing which is a, a great way to have a movie like this. Mm-hmm. Zach, have you seen Dazed and Confused? I actually haven't, but I know okay. this is Matthew McConaughey's first role, right? I don't know if it's his first one, but it's his first, like, he's like a big one. Right, yeah. I don't know if it's his first one or not. I, don't, I couldn't tell you. Because this was but, the birth of All Right, All Right, All Right. Yes, it is. Uh, let me set it up for you so you'll watch it at some point. Okay. Okay. I do need it to watch is, it. Last day of school, 1976, small town Texas at the time. I'm pretty sure it's Austin, and I think Austin was small at the time. I think it's Austin. I could be wrong. That makes sense. Austin's definitely blown up. So Yeah. So 1976, last day of school, Austin, Texas. It bounces back and forth between popular girls in high school and Mm -hmm. popular boys in high school, like stoners and then jocks, and then some boys in middle school who who are going in to be high schoolers. Yeah, and the whole beginning of the movie is them like, oh shit, it's the tradition that the upcoming seniors go to the middle school for the upcoming freshmen, and they have wood paddles, and they beat the shit out of them. What the fuck? Uh, and then the girls go to the upcoming freshmen, and they just like embarrass them in like a uh, like a fun way. Yeah, like, it's all like it's, it's never like violent for the girls, but it's very violent for the boys. Yeah, um, and like. You know, you got to beat in the boys. Yeah. Yeah. It's like this like funny representation of what you Richard Linklater says the seventies were like when he was young kid seeing it, whatever. And it's, you have all that fun, stupid, like teenage stuff Mm -hmm. compounded with great seventies rock music and, you know, funk music, but mostly rock jams, um, fashions and 10 out of 10. Yeah. And then the whole movie is just these small bits and pieces over the course of the last day, like 24. Kind of like 24 the show. Oh. A bunch of different things from different groups of people. You have like the jocks. You have a kid who's a jock who's kind of hanging with the stoners. You have yeah. this middle school kid who has no idea what he's going to do. You have his sister who's a really popular girl who's with the popular girls. And you have the new freshman girl. Mm-hmm. And you have like the bunch of like nerdy boys who are super into politics who have never been to a party who are trying to like go like yeah. experience something but they're friends with. It's, it's this really fun hour and 45 minute movie or whatever mm-hmm. about – to me, a realistic version, obviously, I have no idea. But like, just to me, it seems very realistic of what it could have been in a small town, USA, Texas, or whatever it is. Even yeah. the mid-sized town, Texas, USA, 1976. And there's like drinking and driving, and there's a big party in the woods because the house party got shut down. Yeah, All this fun, stupid stuff, a lot of weed smoking. It's all you know, goofy stoner bits, and then Ben Affleck's in it, and he gets he's a douchebag. <laughs> it, it's a fun 
fun, fun movie that you you can watch it and just feel good mm-hmm. and feel nostalgic for something you've never experienced or never have even seen. Like in this, in the opening scene of the movie, the bunch of the high school boys drive their truck to the middle school. Like they leave mm-hmm. school to go and they have a PA system. Yeah. And they're yelling at the windows of the freshmen being like, if you just come out here at the bell and get in line, you'll get one lick from each of us and that's it. But if I see you running, your ass is mine all summer. <laughs> and you have cut to the teacher is like a middle-aged black guy. who's like laughing. Yeah. And the, the middle school boys are like, can we leave early? And he's like, no, 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 <laughs> no, no, no. So it's, and there's a moment where one of the middle school kids like, Hey man, you're, are you going to, um, you come to the baseball game tonight? He's like, I have to, I'm pitching. Yeah. And it cuts to the, no, later on he's pitching at the baseball game and he keeps looking at the batter mm-hmm. scoreboard and he looks to the left and there's a bunch of the high school boys at the gate, like, like heckling him and they're waiting for him to finish the game. And it's all this stuff that makes you think like, man, this is kind of what you expect from an era without internet, an era mm-hmm. without rules, yeah. an era where the people were more fun. If that was actually true or not, I don't know. Hmm. But it makes you feel like, man, I watched that 70s show. This seems kind of like that. Yeah. So maybe it must be real then. It's got to be. There's too many things about it that are similar. I mean, that 70s show did it. And yeah. this show movie did it as well. Two, tr- two, two coincidences? Well, not even that. I also have another reference. There's a movie called Detroit Rock City, which is a killer 90s movie that people forget about. I feel like I know that for some which reason. Which is starring Edward Furlong of T2 fame. Damn, all right. And it's about four best friends. Catch it. Four best friends yeah. in the 70s. Uh, I think they're in the Midwest. I could be wrong. I can't remember. Yeah, they're in the Midwest because they they go to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Who are in a fun band. And they just play Kiss covers. And they love Kiss. Uh-oh. You're fucking kidding me, dude. All right, you're back. I got you back. No, yeah. it's about four best friends who love Kiss, and they have tickets to go see Kiss. Mm-hmm. And they're one of their friends' uh, mom's a super Christian, and steals their tickets and tears them up, and they have to go find new tickets to go see Kiss in Detroit. And Damn. it's a fun, fun road trip movie about going to go see Kiss. Okay, in 1974 or whatever it is. Damn. So, I have I have a triple evidence to show that 1970s were better. There you go. More importantly, Dazed and Confused. I mean, look at this cast, bro. People you don't know, that's fine. Yeah. Ben Affleck, Mila Jovovich, Parker Posey, okay. Matthew McConaughey. Okay. So many, so many people in it. And it's just a fun movie with yeah. fun summer vibes. Because it's like last day, of, last day of school. No rules. They're all no late, out late. It's it's. Telling it's you. a killer. It's a killer flick. Best one of the best flicks of all time. Hell yeah. I dig it. Zach. Nice list. You too, man. Good list. Thanks, man. Anything else, Zach, you want to mention before we end the pod? No. You know, it just makes me want to watch some of these movies. Get some bomb pops. You know. There you go. There you go. Really get up the summer feel, you know? You got to, man. Got to. I mean, I always spend the majority of my time at a pool, so that's one part of it. Nice, bro. Sweet. Yeah. Well, hey guys, thanks for listening. 
We'll see you. you back next time. More Check the Vetting Machines. See you guys.